Welcome to Section 9, where we talk about IT and information security. I'm Damian Hall. And I'm Dorothy. And today we're going to be talking about a Black Hills information security blog post. They just posted this recently. Uh, it's called A Pen Tester's Voyage, The First Few Hours. And what's super cool about this is that they sort of have this set up as a scenario. You get up in the morning, you get your cup of coffee, maybe there's somebody on site at the client's office, you have all your tools ready, they tell you what those are, and you go. And they walk you step-by-step step through the process. And they have tools like Nmap, Responder, this thing called Impact, CrackMap, Exec. They also have defense things in here like Sysmon, Microsoft's baseline audit configuration. And uh, the examples that they're giving in here are pretty cool. And there are things that you can do with Nmap that I kind of sort of knew about but never actually bothered to look into. And so what I did is I went and I, uh, over a VPN connection, because I was at work at the time, um, connected to our network and started our VMware server. And then I went and started my Kali Linux box. And I began to try to do what they were uh, doing in, the exa in this uh, example. And I also needed my uh, server 2019 VM and my Windows 10 VM. And the first thing that they have you do is, is run Responder. And I'm not entirely sure how that works, but you're looking for some things that come from your Windows machines. And if you try to connect to the responder box as like a Windows share, it's going to capture the username and the hash value of the password. I believe that's what's in there. Not entirely sure what you're going to do there. Don't fully understand exactly how that thing works, um, but that's kind of interesting. But what I did get is that you can use Nmap, and Nmap can scan for some things that may be turned on by default on Windows. Like this thing called LLMNR, which is a vulnerability, but it's turned on by default, and you can actually scan for that using Nmap and one of their scripts. And what's really cool about all of this is that if you want to know some of the things that are going to be done during a pen test, this is it. Like, this is it. And if you want to know how to make your systems more secure, you can use some of these tools to help you do that. So you were kind of wondering, you know, um, as you're learning these tools, you know, how am I going to use this in real life? You know, uh, how, how is this going to apply to my job? So here's a perfect example, this Nmap thing that you didn't know it, what it would do that is actually scanning for something that is turned on by default, that it could be detrimental to the network. So now what you can do is that you're learning these tools and you're evaluating them and seeing how they apply to your everyday job is to create a process. So then you can go to a client and say, hey, um, I need to scan your network you know, to see if, if, if you have the very basics, the bare bone basics of security on, you know, and, and that would be something that I think would be a very useful service. Exactly. And, and that's the kind of thing that I think we, we've never had. We've never had this process to the way in which we do certain things. And, and the, the inventory of hardware, inventory of software, the vulnerability management with patching, that's pretty straightforward. Anybody can do that. Even if you just do it manually for your home systems or if you're a small office, you have four or five machines, you can go around once a month and make sure that your Windows 10 systems are up to date. Or if it if you have Windows 10, 
just set it so it's automatically updating. And then you're kind of sort of covered there. So those first three are pretty straightforward. But then when you get into, you know, managing admin accounts, secure configurations and logging, that can be a bit tricky. So for the secure configurations, well, what is that supposed to look like and how do we do that? We talked about the Windows benchmarks, but then how do you how do you go and check for some of these things, right? How do you audit that? So Nmap with the scripts is one way you could potentially do that. But also you have to understand that in order for you to do all of this, you have to understand your operating system. You have to understand how Windows work. And most of us, uh, we use Windows every day, but do we really know how it works? We don't. You know, we don't know what's happening beside, behind the scenes or if we're doing something that we're not supposed to do. And Windows is the most used operating system worldwide. I mean, it's going to be the most hackable. It's going to be the most exposed. Everybody's using it. So um, I would think that uh, securing it should be the most important thing, especially if you're using it. Exactly. And and in my, in my lab environment, you know, I have uh, Server 2019, I have Windows 10, I have Kali Linux. Right now, Kali Linux is getting updated because some of the tools you need to have in order to try to follow along in this example they give you are not on Kali Linux by default. You have to install them, which you can do that. So I'm trying to follow along with this lab environment, trying to figure out how to use things like Responder and some of the other things that they have in there. But Nmap is pretty straightforward. There are all these different scripts in there. And in fact, there's another podcast I was listening to uh, that, that talked about using Nmap as a vulnerability scanner. And in small environments, it doesn't make sense to spend a whole lot of money on something like uh, Nessus or Nexpos. Why not just use Nmap? Well, and not only that, it's a free tool. It's something that you can have in your, in your arsenal because, I mean, part of the process that you need to develop is, is understanding and knowing what kind of tools you need to have to be able to secure someone's network. So if you can save yourself some money and have a, a tool like Nmap, I think Nmap and Wireshark being open source and free, they're very useful. I mean, you got your uh, network out of a pickle a couple of weeks ago and figured something out uh, that had to do with the configuration and you know, this week you're learning that you can use Nmap as a vulnerability scanner to get some of the bare bone basic security uh, on a Windows network. I think that's pretty valuable. And, and like I said, when you question yourself about, okay, how do I apply this to what, you know, what I'm doing right now? I think that should be the main focus of creating your process, knowing and understanding how it's going to apply to the things and services you want to provide. Yeah, and so I think if we take a look at all of this as a whole, it's a lot because you were talking about Windows 10, Server 2019, Secure Configurations, Active NMAP, Directory, Active Directory, all these different tools that are out there, Kali Linux, uh, Responder. You know, It's hard to take a look at all of this and, and try to figure out how you're going to make that happen. And then if you're trying to build your own home lab, it's hard to do that because there's a network component to it as well. And so one of the things that, that first you have to, to just tell yourself this, is that uh, yes, this is hard. And yes, you do need a plan to make sure that you can pull this off. So when we put our lab together, what we did is we focused on the network piece first. And then we focused on server, right? We got ESXi. 
And that was something we always knew we were going to use as ESXi to do the virtualization. But now we have a bit of an issue. We have a lab environment with all this stuff that we still want to learn. So we have to have a much better approach. And as I said last episode, we need to make sure that the labs we do really are going to have an impact on the things we would like to do in the future, right? Can we use this tomorrow? Not 10, 15 years from now, but can we use it tomorrow? Well, I think we should approach it like we would any other process. I think we should just sit in there, like, let's say we're installing Windows. What are the minimum requirements? Let's say we're involved in a project. What are the minimum tools we need to have to be able to get this project done? Yeah, but what we also have to do is we have to prioritize, Mm -hmm. right? You know, where do we begin, right? Because as we said, there's a lot of things here. Windows 10, Server 2019, Active Directory, Edmap, Kali, you know, there's all these different things out there. Where do you begin? Where do you start? And you can start this process in lots of different ways. You can start at the network level and work your way through things. But what we need to do at this point, since we have the network sort of taken care of, you know, that's my background. You're going to get there eventually. But I think what we need to do, at least for myself, because I'm lacking in this particular area. It's not just you. Both of us need to get Windows 10 certified. Well, yes, we need the Windows 10 certification. But mm. but in my case, while I've been in IT for years, I haven't spent enough time with things like Windows 10, Server 2019. And when you look at what's out there, you know, what are most organizations going to have? They may have a few Macs. They may have a few Linux servers. But... Most of the organizations that you're going to go and do work for are going to have Windows 10 and either Server 2012 or 2019. And you know, the most important things that you need to have, because if you look at it, is the most consistent. You need to have the server, Server 219. You need to have the workstations and you need Active Directory for group policy and and, and uh, the sign-in, I mean, everything. You need Active Directory. So the things that you need to do, and especially the way things are going, um, Azure for the cloud thing, most likely, um, Active Directory for group policy and authentication and everything else under the sun that you would need, um, and then um, client and server relationships. It's always, I mean, you cannot have a client without a server or a server without a client. So there are some some very basic things that we we well I need to go back to because it was not something that I was focused on. At one point I wanted to go with the Cisco certification path mm. and and be, you know, a Cisco person and then I wanted to do a little bit of firewall stuff and then I thought, "Oh, let's do security." And I thought that security was going to be more of, you know, certain tools, certain processes, you know, some of the network stuff, and you can do that. Like I could go more of the packet analysis side of things. I could go more of the security tools type of things where you do, um, uh, you know, Nessus and some of the other ones out there. Maybe you focus on certain seam solutions and you can actually get hired to just do that. But if you really want to get into making sure that the network is safe and secure and actually securing parts of the network, doing the defense side of things, you have to know the Windows 10. You have to know the 2019 and I think this blog post is one of those things that's just sort of, oh, yeah, the tools are there, but what are they focusing on? Windows. What kinds of things are, are they trying to help you uh, hack into? Windows. 
And, and why is the example all about Windows? Is because everybody has Windows. So uh, that's where I'm beginning to realize that my uh, Security Onion Lab is good. My Windows Logging Lab is good. But I struggle with the Windows Logging Lab because I don't really understand how to do group policy. And how do you set up Windows Logging? Through group policy. So I think what we have to do is take a giant step back, or at least in my case, I have to take a giant step back and start looking at the Windows 10 certification test and start looking more at some of the things that we do in the Windows world that that may be okay for others, but I need practice. I need to go back and learn that because I don't really understand how some of those things work. And, and again, it's a lot because... Um, if we sort of summarize here and, and take a look at what we've done so far, even for just this year, we did Fortinet, we picked out Fortinet equipment, we, we got it configured, even though we had a bunch of trouble trying to figure out how to make that work for us. We now have VPN connections between um, your home firewall and our lab Fortinet firewall. We have remote SSL VPN connections with the uh, uh, Fortinet client, the VPN client. I was able to use that at work and connect to the, the lab and get our VMware server working. And and that all of that was a lot of work to get that figured out. We ended up getting ESXi installed on new hardware. That was a bit of a challenge. Picking the hardware, figuring out how to get ESXi installed on that, having to reinstall it because I did it wrong the first time. And now we're in the situation of having to learn how to manage all of that. You're trying to work on a process to... to uh, create virtual machines and turn on the VMware server and make sure we're using it the way we, we're supposed to be using it. So there's all these things that are happening. And oh, by the way, we need to learn Windows 10. We need to learn Windows uh, 2019 server. And and why do we do these things? Because that's just part of the process, right? If you're going to, you know, go into security, I mean, even one of the Black Hills Information Security guys talked about a process that he recommended for getting into security. And they added programming to that mix. It was a bunch of stuff that he had listed in there. And, oh, by the way, you have to know programming. And in their particular case, because they're pen testers, yes, you do. You have to have that. So whether you're going to do pen testing or defense or some general security type stuff, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of things that you have to know. Like one of the things I could probably do is go into packet analysis because I've done some of those kinds of things. And it wouldn't take me, uh, it wouldn't be, it would be a lot of work, but because I've spent a lot of time on the network side, it's a little easier for me to do that than it is for me to try to turn around and go and say, let's learn server, let's learn Windows 10, right? Those those are things that, that while I do know some things about them, I don't know a whole lot. And so... It's going to be work, a lot of work, uh, but it's going to be interesting because I think that that's where, um, you know, even when people have basic questions, usually they're going to be Windows questions. When they have basic issues, it's usually going to be a Windows issue. And even some of those basic issues, I don't know them because I don't know enough about Windows to be able to answer those questions. So if you're looking at trying to get into security, uh, we are kind of an example of how hard it is to make it in that world because there's just so much stuff that you have to know. And our lab, I think, is great because it works, right? We were able to, to log in from pretty much anywhere 
turn the system on and start doing stuff. The problem we have now is what stuff do we focus on and why do we focus on that? And unfortunately, we have to take a giant step back, at least in my case, and learn more about Windows. But the thing is, you take that giant step back, and then when you're done, you're going to be able to take two or three steps forward because you have a plan of how you want uh, the process to to be. Exactly. And so one of the things I want to focus on is not just learning Windows 10, hmm. but you know, what's the process of making sure that the Windows environment that you're going to be in, that most people have, whether that's, um, you know, uh, 2019 server with Windows 10 or maybe, you know, Azure, uh, Office 365. Active Directory. You know, the whole Active Directory thing. You know, how does all of that, because, you know, Microsoft is pushing that in a big way and everybody has that. And so the Kali Linux, the Security Onion, the Nmap, the the responder thing that I was trying to figure out, all of that is going to be used inside of that Windows environment, that Windows world that you're going to try to defend and secure. And obviously those tools are there for a reason. So it, it there's got to be a way that they work in the real world, in, in an environment like Windows that, you know, they be useful for certain things. So you know, just because we haven't figured them out, it doesn't mean that they don't apply. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do for myself and, and you have your own little plan that we need, we both need to sit down and talk about what we're going to be doing. But I think for me, I'm going to, because I paid for this, I'm going to be finishing the security onion videos that I already paid for going through that process and learning more about security onion. And there are some interesting, useful things out of that. We need to figure out where that fits in our overall plan because we've decided that that's sort of uh, not very useful at the moment. I am going to be looking at the Windows Logging Lab because I can see a use for that even at work where we understand that, hey, the Windows Logging kind of sucks. We have to turn on other things to make it useful. And oh, by the way, we should be looking at Sysmon. We should be looking at these cheat sheets. We should be looking at uh, Deep Blue CLI. So that when something bad happens, we can at least do some sort of an evaluation by using Deep Blue CLI in analyzing these logs. But then I also need to realize that Windows 10 is super important. So I actually started the process of sort of mapping out my plan to study for Windows 10. And just like I always say, uh, and what I try to do and have done in the past, carve out time in the beginning of your day even if it's half an hour, to study for that so that the studying is done and over with. And if something comes up in the middle of your day, who cares? You've already done your studying. So I'm going to try my best to watch a couple of videos every day and, and see how that goes. And most of the Windows videos that they have for CBT Nuggets, they're like five minutes, three Yeah, minutes. they're not very long. Like I said, two of them are are doable for me um sometimes if if the subject they're addressing is a little tougher for me to understand i just do the one video twice and then move on you know it's how i do it but you know yeah and and i'm gonna be in that same situation some of the stuff in the beginning may be you know relatively straightforward there's not a whole lot you have yeah to do the there. very first part is going to be like oh these are the many different operating systems that windows has you know 
the different versions, blah, 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 blah. But then it gets really interesting. Yeah. And so I think what's going to end up happening is you and I are going to have to sit down and, and figure out how we're going to make this work for us and what kinds of labs are we going to have? Because I want you to have your own Windows environment, you know, in the VMware uh, server that we have, you know, your Windows 2019, your Windows 10, I'm going to have the exact same thing. And then you and I can try to hash out some of the stuff that we're trying to learn. Yours may be a little different than mine because we're at different points in our Windows learning experience, but there may be times when I have to ask you to help me because there's going to be something about Windows that I haven't looked at yet. Well, part of the process that I'm doing as I'm studying is um, doing a little how-to thing. And, you know, it's not really very long. It's just like, you know, step-by-step to do a certain process, but not getting really into depth. Uh, You know, it's just making sure the steps are there. So um, once that I set my environment the way that I want to, because I was looking uh, uh, today about... um, the Active Directory, not um, the domain controller and all of that. And what I really wanted to do was to to not have to worry about some of those smaller things that are going to come up while I'm doing my env- environment. And I don't want to go, how do I create a user or how do I, you know, um, do whatever process it is prior to that. You know, I just want to make sure that I have my user, my domain controller, focus on that part of it. And if I need to do something that requires me to do one of those little processes that I'm allowed to forget because I have basic notes on it, I can just go, okay, my notes are over here. Okay, this is how I do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, how to do an admin user or a local user. And, you know, I don't want to have to sit in there and go watch the video all over again. I got the steps written down. They're part of my process. If I need to have two desktops, like we were talking about, you know, I'm able to do that. If I need to migrate files, I don't want to have to sit in there and watch the video. I have the steps to be able to do that. You know, I have, they have this little codes that you can do, migrate only the apps or all the files and the apps and everything else. So I don't really want to have to stop and, and, you know, watch the video again to come up with a process when I'm trying to do something on an enterprise environment that is going to get me a little bit further. So that's kind of what I'm doing in between. Yeah, and I'm still going to be looking at at some of the things I've already been working on, you know, like the security onion and some of those other things. And then when it comes to some of these tools, I want to better understand the Nmap process and some of the other tools that we have access to, because I see those as super useful. I've used Nmap in the past, used it to find devices on the network. I think that's 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 a great tool for that. But but having these scripts in there where you can look for vulnerabilities. That opens up a whole new world, and that's pretty straightforward. It's not going to take a whole lot for us to understand how that works, because we see a vulnerability in the in the scripting or the the list of scripts that they have in there, and we can say, okay, this is something I want to search for. Let's try to figure out how to use that. So that's something that I may actually put on my list of things to learn, and then we're going to share some of that as I go through the process of learning some of that. Uh, but I think that's it for now. We have a lot that we have to talk about, you and I to plan our Windows 10 certification test. When are we going to take it? How are we going to learn these things? What are our labs going to look like? And uh, one thing that I would like for both of us to do is to uh, do a network diagram to say, here's my uh, 2019 server. Here are my Windows 10 workstations. Here are the IP addresses. And and we'll post that on the website so that people can kind of take a look at that and see how we're doing this. 
But I think that's it for now. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us a ticket at our website, section9.us. And if you want to take a look at the show notes where we will have links to some of this information, you can also check our website out at section9.us. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.